Hey, everybody. Today's episode is about black and gray water holding tanks. Two of the nastiest things you can touch on your RV. But hey, we're going to dig right into it today. We're going to get all dirty and nasty while we talk about them and be flinging poop here, splashing poop there. <laughs> just kidding. But we are going to be talking about black and gray water holding tanks. We're just not going to get all dirty while we do it, right? Like we're not going to get dirty when we work on them. That's one of the goals is stay clean and not get all gunked up, just like they are. So I want to welcome you to the show today. This is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. So this is the podcast for the guy that likes to work on the RV himself. This is for the do-it-yourselfer, if you will. And it's also for other people who own RVs who maybe don't want to do all the work themselves, but they like to know what's happening with an RV, how to maintain it. If something goes wrong on a trip, they can possibly repair it without having to cancel a trip or have costly repairs. So that's for you as well. So if you own an RV, basically this show is for you. And today's episode is number 74. And as I said earlier, it is about gray and black water holding tanks, how to maintain them, some of the things you need to know. And I know it seems pretty simple. Everybody has an RV. Everybody has a black and gray water tank. But hey, there's always questions I get from people wondering how to do things. And there's a lot of new people owning RVs these days. Big old RV explosions gone on this summer. So we're going to dive into that. Now, don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family or all the episodes at RadioArizonaRV.com. Or you can also go to YourBestRVPodcast.com and it takes you right to the same place. And if you have any questions, you can contact me using the contact us page on RadioArizonaRV.com. And for many people who are new to the show, I do own a brick and mortar retail store. I have several websites where I sell products. And sometimes you can't find all the products I talk about on the show on our websites. And there's reasons for that. And before I forget, you can find links to the, all the websites at RadioArizonaRV.com. They're all there, all of our different websites. If you do have a question about a product, you can't find it online or, or on one of my websites, please give me a call and I can help you with that. So now I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. It's going to be a great episode. And I also want to apologize for last episode, number 73. I uh, just went on a tirade or talked for way too long, 10 minutes, 45 seconds, something like that. And my producer even said, hey, Eric, you went on way too long there. But I published a show anyways. We produce them, and they go live, and that's that. So I didn't redo the show. Maybe I should have, but I apologize. I took up a lot of your time, and I was kind of ranting about things happening. Heck, I don't even remember it was so long ago. It's been so, I've been so busy. I haven't done an episode in quite some time. So I have to apologize for that, too. Boy, today's just not my day, you know. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm just kidding. One thing that I'm doing today that's different. Now, this I'm going to talk about just briefly. I'm using a power center. I'm not plugged into 110 volts in my studio at all. I have a power center sitting on my desk. It's oh, the size of a small speaker. I mean, I have a speaker on my desk. It's called a monitor speaker, and it's actually smaller than that. Weighs about 11 pounds, and episode number 75 will be about this power center. Sometimes they're called power stations. These things are hot right now. They're very handy, but my point is I'm doing my entire show plugged into this thing. My Rodecaster Pro, which is what I use to make my podcast, is plugged right into it. And that's basically all that's plugged into it. It's a, I got a pretty simple setup. I 
changed that up earlier this year, got rid of a whole bunch of hardware, made it down to one piece of hardware, which really is sweet. Well, one main piece of hardware, got microphones, headphones, other junk that goes with it. But anyway, I'm going to do an episode on it. Number 75 will be the episode. The next one that comes out is you got to have one of these things. And I'm not mentioning the name yet because I don't have my website. I'm not prepared to sell them. And I definitely want to sell these things because they are awesome. And I've done some testing with it. And I just thought, hey, I'm going to do the show with it today and see how that works out. You know, it's working pretty good and shows the meter. I'm actually looking at the meter. It says I have 35 hours to go. So I can talk for 35 hours before the battery goes in this dead in this thing. And it wasn't even charged. It wasn't even fully charged. So that's pretty darn good. All right. So now let's talk about black and gray water tanks. Those two nasty tanks that really no one wants to even deal with, you know. You'd certainly hate to have to stick your hand in one or your head in one to see what's going on. But they are on your RV and you have to use them. You know, if you own an RV, you got these two tanks on there, you got to use them. Now, the discussion today, just to keep it simple, is going to be based on 40 gallons per tank. So each tank holds about 40 gallons of waste, water, whatever you want to look at. 40 gallon tanks. A gray water tank is just used for the sink and shower water. Gray water. It's not so nasty. So it's gray water. I like that. Gray and black water. You know, gray is not so bad. Black's really bad. So black water is for the toilet. That's the only thing that's going to go into your black water tank is your Whenever you flush your toilet, that's where it goes, black water tank. You take a shower, you use a sink, it grows into the gray water tank. So that's pretty simple. So now let's just start with gray water tanks. We'll go from the from the not-so-nasty to the nasty. So we'll start with gray water. The gray water tank, you know, it's probably the easier one to maintain and use because it's just a different ball game With gray water, you know, gray water, you know, if you're taking a shower, it's just soapy water. And if you're washing your hands, it's just soapy water. If you're doing dishes, it's soapy water. Typically, you're not going to be washing food down into your drain in an RV. You know, a lot of times, RVers just use paper plates. But if they are using plates that they have to wash or dishes, you know, you scrape the food out, put it in a trash can. You don't really run it down the drain because you don't have a garbage disposal or anything like that. So you don't really get food in there. I'm not going to say you don't get food in there. You don't get a lot. You might get some things that go do go down the drain, but not the end of the world. That water is not nearly as bad. You know, it's just soapy water. I mean, not that you're going to drink it or bathe in it, but it's just not that nasty. When you're using an RV and you are using a gray water tank, and let's say you're at an RV park and you're hooked up to their sewer system, or even at your home, you know, you're someone's staying in the RV or you're just going through the system, checking everything out. You're going to be hooked up to your septic system at home. Well, the valve can be left open on the on the gray water holding tank. So you don't have to build up water in there and wait till you get the tanks full, then empty it. You can just let water run out. It's not a problem. If you wanted to leave the valve closed, you could certainly do that, but there's no reason to do that. You don't have to do that. And I know some RVers might do it, you know, just because that's their preference and that's fine. When you're out dry camping or camping without hookups, you're out in the forest, out in the middle of nowhere, out in the desert, the drain valve should definitely be closed. If that sewer hose isn't hooked up to something, you need to close that drain valve. You don't want all that water coming out into the campground where you're at. Even if it's just gray water, you still don't want to lose it and have it, you know, it could even ruin your campsite, depending on how much was coming out. Keep the valve closed. Okay. So when you're at an RV park or hooked up to home, you can, to a septic system, you can keep the valve open. 
when you're out dry camping or camping without hookups, keep that valve closed. And typically the valve on a gray water tank is inch and a half and sometimes a two inch, but rarely is it a two inch. Those are the two valve sizes. Just so you know that if you have to replace your gray water valve, it's probably going to be an inch and a half. We carry two inch valves, but they don't sell a lot. It's, it's not a common size valve for RV holding tanks. And the reason why, you know, earlier I said you can leave the valve open when you're hooked up to a sewer system, you know, in an RV park at home, wherever it might be, is you just don't get the buildup inside the tank. You know, you don't get the solids in there like you do in a black water tank, you know, from a toilet. You don't get all the nasty stuff in the tank. You know, it's just water for the most part. And granted, it's dirty water. It's still clean compared to black water. You're not going to get a big pile of solids in there. Even if some food did go down the drain, it's not going to be much. It's not really going to be a problem. In fact, it's a very, would be a very minor problem if it ever became one. And I've never really heard of a gray water tank getting backed up, clogged up, whatever terminology you want to use. So that's why you don't have to keep the valve closed. And some per people worry about the sewer system smell coming back in, but typically that's not going to happen because every sink in your RV has a P-trap and that's what stops that get those gases from coming in. And that's where if you were concerned about that, overly concerned, you could just close that valve and not worry about it. Even if you were hooked up to a sewer system, you're not going to harm anything. You just got to remember to drain the tank. When you drain the gray water tank, it's pretty much the same as you do a black water tank. Now, if you're not familiar with that, that's of no use to you, right? <laughs> but it's pretty simple to do. You know, you just hook up your sewer hose and you open that valve and you would drain the tank. And it goes right into the septic system. Don't forget to hook the hose up to the septic system, right? Whether it's an RV park, your house, wherever it might be. One thing about gray water tanks, it's always good to drain the black water tank first. And then you drain the gray water tank. And what this does, it helps clean out that sewer hose. So it takes you less time flushing out the sewer hose when you're all done. So you drain the black water tank because it's got all the nasty in it, all the solids, the buildup. And then after that tank drains, you would close that valve or you could leave it open. doesn't matter. And then you pull the gray water valve and it's going to flush out the sewer hose after you do the black water tank. That's something you could even do at an RV park. Let's say you're staying someplace for a month and you know you're going to drain the black water tank on Friday. Well, Thursday night, you know, you could just close the valve on the gray water tank. It's not going to fill up overnight. You could take showers, do what you do. Then in the morning, you drain the black water tank and then there's some water build up in the gray water tank. You could pull the valve and voila, empty the gray water, clean out the sewer hose at the same time if you wanted to do that. Might be a case if you're leaving that Friday or something like that. You don't want to have to flush out the sewer hose, but you know, whatever works for you. So, those are just some things to cons uh, consider when you're draining it. Everybody gets into their own routines. And with a routine, there's usually not a right or wrong way of doing it. It's just a needs to get done. That's the most important thing. Now, flushing out the gray water tank after you've emptied it really isn't a possibility unless you have a flushing tool built into the side of the gray water tanks. Because, you know, a black water tank, you can put a flushing tool, let's say, down the toilet and flush out the tanks. When, I'm, when I say flushing, I'm talking about, you know, kind of giving it an extra cleaning, not just draining it, but giving that extra cleaning. So on a gray water tank, you really have no way of going back in and cleaning the sides of the tank unless it has a built-in flushing tool. And a lot of RVs have those built into it. It's a simple process if you want to add one on. 
how effective they are. I'm not 100% sure. Never seen a video, and that's really what it'd take to sell me on it. Because those little things are just spraying everywhere, and they might work, or they might clean off one side of the tank, one part of the wall of the tank, but they're not going to clean the whole tank. You can also back flush or or just fill a gray water tank with water if you wanted to, to get some extra stuff out, you know, to give it a little extra cleaning. That's entirely up to you, but it's going to be hard to really gauge that whether you're making any success or not. So now another thing about gray water tanks is sometimes they they can smell as bad as a black water tank sometimes. You know, if they just really get gunked up for some whatever reason, maybe more food is in there than needs be. Uh, maybe that the tank just never gets, you know, the valves never close, the tank never fills up, you never run clean water through it. It could just really get nasty smelling. It's always a good idea when you're going to have the valve closed on the gray water tank. Remember, valve closed on the gray water tank to use some toilet treatment in the gray water tank or black water treatment. Some people call it toilet chemicals. That's a pretty common name. But anymore, it's chemicals aren't really the thing to use in a, in a holding tank. You want to use a treatment, not a chemical. Chemicals are not that great. Maybe just do it from time to time. If you're going to be long-term camping somewhere or in an RV park for six months, you might want to do that once a month, every couple of months. Fill up the tank with some treatment in there. Let it, you know, go through your process, taking showers, you know, doing dishes. Then when the tank's full, you just drain it out because that toilet treatment will be working on all the, anything in the, any buildup inside the gray water tank. Now, Thetford has a product called Gray water odor control. That is the most clever name I've ever heard of. Gray water odor control. Can you detect the sarcasm in my voice? But hey, the name gets to the point, right? Gray water odor control. Now, it works okay. I'm not going to say it's awesome. Thetford has their line of products. Thetford has made a name for themselves because every Thetford toilet you buy, you get a bottle of Thetford holding tank chemical. Chemical. Theirs is definitely a chemical. So it's great marketing. You know, it gets everybody hooked on Thetford, but it's not a good product. It just, it's like what you use in porta potties, you know, on a job site, construction site. You see the portable bathrooms. That's what they use. Just some blue stuff to control the odor. It doesn't really break anything down. Okay. I'm getting off track here. Or you can use Pure Power. Pure Power is a bacterial enzyme product and it breaks down the waste and controls the odor. Now in a gray water tank, you're not going to have that much waste, but there will be some in there. You're going to have buildup on the sides of the tank. The sensors will get dirty, things like that. So the pure power will definitely help with that, if not just solve all the problems in your gray water tank. The gray water tank is relatively easy to maintain and really doesn't need that much attention. So your focus on cleaning the tank should be the black water because that's where the problems arise. That's where you get all the odors and everything else. Now the black water, before you start your adventure, put a couple gallons of water in it and maybe some holding tank treatment. That way um, you're getting started off good. You got some water in there because you don't want to just start flushing the toilet without any water in there. Some water helps. It also gives the treatment you're using the ability to get all around the tank <laughs> to circulate itself, and then it starts breaking down the waste quicker. And on every bottle of holding tank chemical or treatment, whatever terminology you want to use, it's going to have instructions. And generally you can follow those instructions and they're going to be pretty close. And I know some people will kind of modify the instructions a little bit to make it work better for them. And that's fine. You might 
something that requires two ounces per 40 gallons, you might decide to put in four ounces because that works. You might decide to put in six ounces. You might just decide to hold the bottle over and go by clug, clug, two, two glugs and you're good, right? You know, that's the way I do it. I don't measure anything. I just go glug, glug and I'm good. And generally that's going to be enough to treat the tank and you might waste a little bit, but who cares? It's not going to break the bank and it's going to take care of the job. So now the black water valve should be closed whenever the black water tank is in use. So it doesn't matter if you're hooked up to a sewer or you're out dry camping, that valve should always be closed. The reason why I say that is if you open up the black water valve and all the liquid is running out, all the solids are going to stay in the holding tank. You know, the solids, you know, we go to the bathroom two different ways. We stand or sit as guys. You know, we got pee and poop. So the solids are the poop and the toilet paper. And the liquid, well, heck, that's the pee, right? You don't want the liquid running out. You want to stay in the tank. And you also want the holding holding tank treatment in there. And you want some water in there. Then when you flush the toilet, you put some more water in there. But all that, you don't want that to run out. You want it to stay in the tank. Because when you have the holding tank treatment in there, it's going to help clean or break it all down. And eventually, you'll get what is I've heard as a mountain of solids. That's the way it's described. And you get a mountain of solids going, and you're going to clog the holding tank. And that causes a whole other set of problems for you. And that can be a costly repair. But if you keep the valve closed, the solids and liquids fill the tank, you know, kind of distribute themselves about. You got the holding tank treatment in there, and that's going to start breaking it down. And then when you empty out the tank, the solids are going to be more liquefied or broken down at some level, and they're going to have a tendency to running right out with the liquids. Can you just see a visual or a video on this? Wouldn't that be great? You know, like you have a cut out the side of the holding tank and put plastic in there and record all this, you know? Yeah, someone might get into that, but hey, not me. I used to sell a holding tank product. In fact, I sold Pure Power. It was my company for many years, and my brothers, I should say. And we used to get in some pretty interesting discussions with RV store owners because that's who we sold it to and through distribution channels. And we had little things we would do to demonstrate how well it worked. One of them was dog food. And, you know, my brothers would get a little carried away at home and use the real thing to see how it worked. Interesting conversations. We never talked about this product while we were sitting around the dinner table. That's for sure. Now, using a holding tank treatment will help break down the waste. And it's also going to liquefy it, which is really what you want. You know, if you can get all the liquid coming out, then your tank is going to be a lot cleaner. Stuff isn't going to get hung up on the sensors on the sidewalls, and then it's going to less chance of having those odors, which that tank will always have an odor after it's used. You know, it's just trying to reduce the amount of it. And even the residue on the bottom can build up if you don't use a holding tank treatment. You know, it sounds kind of crazy because all the liquid rushes out, but it will get a build up. you know. So you want to keep the tank as clean as possible. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but you really want to do that. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Pure Power is mandatory for maintaining the holding tank. Now, I don't own any stock in Pure Power. It used to be my company. Volterra Products owns it, and I am a fan of Volterra, and I've said it before. Sometimes it sounds like I'm working for them, but I'm not. I don't get a dime from Volterra. I just like the products they have, and they happen to buy Pure Power, and they've kept up the formula. They still make a good product. They didn't change it to save money or anything like that. 
I still recommend Pure Power. It's the number one seller in my store. Imagine that, right? But it's a good product. In fact, if you know me, you know I don't sell anything I don't believe in. So I believe in Pure Power, and it's not because it's a company I help start, because the product works. Now, holding tank treatments not only break down the waste, they control the odor as well. And blackwater tanks, as we know it, they can get pretty darn nasty. And bacterial enzyme products like Pure Power, they work the best for controlling odor and breaking down the waste. Now, there's different bacterial products on the market, but also depends on how much bacteria is in that bottle, you know, the type of bacteria. And I'm not going to get into all that. That's a whole nother story for another day. But there are differences. So just because it's a bacterial enzyme, actually, a lot, there's a lot of enzyme products on the market. Bacterial enzyme products are a different ball game. And enzyme products have been around forever. But bacterial enzymes are still relatively new to the game. That's the difference. So bacterial enzyme is going to be much better than just an enzyme type product. Now, if your holding tank happens to get clogged up and won't drain, do not panic. Okay, this is not where we go off the deep end and you know we get out the jackhammer and rip the toilet out and we got to drain this sucker. We stay calm. Okay, this sucks. I hate it when these things happen, but now I just got to deal with it. And if you're out using your RV, it makes it even worse. So you need to deal with it quicker and smarter. One thing you don't want to use is a residential drain product. A lot of those cleaners, you know, are filled with acids of different types. You know, they can damage the tank. They can, who knows what can happen in the tank. It's a confined tank. You know, it's a sealed unit in a sense. Now at this point it's clogged up. You know, they could create a lot of heat. You know, I don't know the absolute dangers of what it could do at the end of the day, but do not use them. There's no reason to. Now, one thing people do from time to time with success is they use a snake and they put it down the toilet and they snake that sucker out and kind of, oh, get things mixed up, if you will. You know, that's basically what you're doing is stirring it up. And that makes it kind of hard to do. And that sometimes is met with relative success, but not always very successful. Another thing people will do is find a septic system company who will come out and drain their septic or their RV holding tank. Not all companies do that. And sometimes it can be expensive and they got to drag that thing through your RV, that hose they're using. And, you know, it's can damage stuff. It's kind of clunky. That might not be the best option either. It might be your only option in some cases or might be the final option. But before you do anything like that, and we've done this, recommended this for, oh, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years. It's taking 32 ounces of pure power and pouring it into the holding tank. You know, so you have your solids in there. The valve is closed. The liquids are in there. And you pour it in the, in the toilet, into the holding tank. And, you know, as I said that, everything you put into your holding tank goes through the toilet. So your chemical, everything you do, you work through your toilet. So it kind of gives you an idea of the fun, you know, how fun that can be. But you put the pure power into the holding tank, 32 hour or 32 ounces of it, and you let it sit. And if you can let it sit for 48 hours or so, that's awesome. And it's going to break down the waste in the, in the tank. It might not break it all down, but generally in 48 hours, it's going to break it down enough to where you can open up the valve and get everything out of the tank. That's a good start to getting the tank back on track. If you find yourself in that situation, you get the tank to where it's working now, then you want to definitely put in extra pure power 
so they can break down any residual waste that was in there and get your tank back to its, you know, as close to original as possible, get it all cleaned out and on your way. But in 48 hours, if it liquefies everything, then you're good to go. You know, you've, you've solved that problem. And generally it does. So it works really good for that. And, uh, you know, I can't think of any person that's called us and we've suggested that to that ever called back. And I'm saying ever called back and said it wouldn't work or someone that came into our store that it just failed on them. You can try that. Now you have to find pure power. If it's in a store near you, great. If you're someplace where there are no RV stores, it might not be possible to do. So you might have to do something else. Another thing for black water tanks is to use the RV toilet paper. You know, some residential toilet papers say they can be used in septic systems. That does not mean it works great in an RV holding tank. In a holding tank, you want to, everything to liquefy, to break down in days, not in months. So something to save to a septic system might be fine. It breaks down over a period of weeks or even months. And that's, that's cool because it's in a septic system. Everything goes into the leach field. You know, the liquid does, and you pump out the septic system every so many years. Well, in an RV, you want to drain your holding tank maybe every three days, every five days, depending on how you're using it. You want everything to liquefy quicker. And RV toilet paper definitely does that. Now, it's not as luxurious as household paper, but it's it works for the RV. So keep that in mind. That's why there is RV toilet paper. Emptying the black water tank is similar to the gray water tank. <laughs> hook your sewer hose up to it and hook the sewer hose into the septic system at your home or the RV park. And you pull the handle and let it, let it rip. And then after you empty the holding tank, you should flush it out, make sure it's nice and clean. And, you know, there are wands that are sold. If you don't have a built-in flusher, the wand will go into the holding or into the holding tank through the toilet. So you open the, the, the blade valve on the toilet, put the wand in there, and turn on the water to it. You have it hooked up to a, a water hose, and then you can turn that wand around, kind of hit all sides of the tank. If you know where the sensors are at, you can you know point the wand at that and kind of give it an extra blast. That's going to help get all the residual buildup out of the tank, off the sensors, and it's also going to help res- reduce any odors from residual solids that can build up. And then if you have problems in either the black or gray water tank, Pure Power will clean them as well. There's instructions on the bottle, or you can buy another product made by Pure Power called Sensor Power, which is made just for uh, sensors. And it has more surfactants, which are cleaning agents inside it to help clean, where Pure Power doesn't have as many surfactants. The Sensor Power works a little better for that. We've covered it, I think, on black and gray water holding tanks. And no, they're not the prettiest thing in the world. But we do have to give them some attention from time to time because they are in RVs. And, you know, when you maintain them and take care of them, they're going to last longer with less problems. And, you know, another thing is I'm kind of closing out here. There is a product called um, valve lubricant. It's also made by Thetford, and it works pretty well if your valves are sticking a little bit. You can pour that in the holding tank and it'll lubricate the valves, and it lubricates them from the inside of the valve so it really gets into the valve and helps it. But I would caution on that. If your valve's starting to have problems, you might have to put that in to get you through a camping trip or maybe you're going to be gone for, you know, three months or something, long-term camping, and it'll get you through the trip. But I would replace those valves as soon as you can because a valve that gets stuck closed, and if it breaks when the holding tank is filled, you have a problem. 
and that's going to get really ugly. So try to stay on top of that. If the valve starts showing signs of problem, replace it as soon as you can and just be done with it. If you do it yourself, you're looking at, you know, $16, $17 for a valve, maybe 20 bucks, but a lot cheaper than um, taking to some place or having a tank that's filled with solids or with liquid trying to replace a valve and deal with that at the same time. Because if you pull the valve out and that tank's full, you can have a world of mess on your hands, especially if it's black water. We made it through the show today, and I'm still looking at my power center here, power supply, power station. And I've got so many hours left. I got 35 hours left, so I can still keep talking. In fact, that's what I start out with is 35 hours of power that it would give me. Well, that's pretty darn good. So this is definitely worth worthy of an episode to talk about. All right. So, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Again, this is Eric Stark with Radio Arizona RV, your best RV podcast. Check out our website and don't forget to share this and recommend others to listen to it. Thank you and have a good one. <music>